SMB Wisdom acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which we have recorded this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello and welcome to the SMB Wisdom podcast, coming to you from the land of the Yuggera and Turrbal people. My name is Alice Rue and I'm a partner at SMB Advisory, the proud sponsors of this podcast. The SMB Wisdom Podcast is a forum to provide value tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topics of expertise. I'm so very blessed to have an amazing network of people who are fabulous at what they do. They might be accountants, lawyers, business owners, or any number of individuals that day in, day out, deal with the issues and problems that can plague small and medium business owners and come up with solutions, outcomes, and results to assist It's now my mission to bring some of this knowledge to small and medium business owners to assist them in making their good businesses great and their great businesses fabulous. Now on with today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to the SMB Wisdom Podcast, a forum to provide valued tips for business owners from an extended network of experts on their topic of expertise. My name is Alice Rue, I'm a partner at SMB Advisory and the host of this amazing podcast. Today, I will be talking to Stuart Coulthard. Stuart is a director, one of the owners of Rubik's Business Accountants. His caring and trustworthy nature lends itself well to providing clients with valued advice. Having worked on a wide variety of businesses in numerous industries as an accountant, Stuart has gained a solid foundation of experience and skill set, enabling him to provide sound advice and focus on solutions for his clients, of which, in the interests of full disclosure, I am one. Welcome, Stuart. What an introduction. Thank you very much. Of course. Welcome. And thank you for being a guest on the SMB Wisdom podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Can we start off today finding out the traditional land that you're coming from? Yes. So I'm in the Melbourne office, the Melbourne CBD. So acknowledging the Warrandidji and the Bunurong people, the traditional owners and custodians of the land where I'm here today. I pay my excellent. respects to their elders and past and present. Fabulous. That's excellent. It's always good to know the traditional land that we're on. Um, Stuart, we've heard a bit of your bio. You've actually got quite an extensive bio and we'll put a link to that in the show notes and on the episode page. But do you maybe want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, sort of your, your elevator pitch, as it were? Yes, uh, you've taken all the glory from me, but I will give it my best. But um, so I, yes, I'm a director of Rubik's Business Accountants um, and part owner. Uh, We've been in operation for over 10 years. We've got 18 staff as well, but I usually call ourselves a full service accounting firm. We deal with the tax stuff, which no one really wants to deal with, uh, but we make sure that our clients sleep at night knowing that their tax stuff is looked after. We try to aim to make more of an impact with our business clients in our business advisory service, as well as advising on wealth. So we save you less tax, build the business up, but then invest it wisely. Rubik's is spelt with a double I. It's spelt R-U-B-I-I-X. And there's a little bit of symbolism there. Obviously, I didn't create that. I'm an accountant. I'm very straight down the narrow. But the the double I symbolizes the partnership between the accountant and the client, because dealing with people having that second head involved in your business is really important, I think. That's that's a little bit about mm-hmm. me. Outside of work, I'm married, beautiful wife, Yaz. She keeps me on my toes. Uh, two little kitties that are growing up very fast. And I'm, I'm pretty active as well because, you know, I, I have a desk job. 
So I sit down, so mm. I do a bit of running, F45. I do personal training with Recalibrate, another client of ours, and I love travel, like everyone else. So, yeah. And we can follow a lot of your fitness journeys on your socials as well, Stuart, which we'll, um, we'll add links. I often feel, on a, especially on a Sunday morning when you go for your runs, quite um, <laughs> less than um, enthusiastic from my end. You do very Sunday well. Runday. Now, we have you on the podcast today to talk about networking for business owners. Now, you and I have been connected for some time now, and I really admire not only your commitment to networking, uh, but also how you seem to use your networking and networks, for that matter, to also bolster that social media presence that we were just talking about then. So I thought perhaps we might start by talking about your networking journey. And um, have you always been so awesome at it? Uh, yes, I was born and then I was awesome at networking. No, no, it's certainly something that I've worked on. Um, what I found, so moving across, step, taking back, uh, going back about 12 years, I guess, is when Rubik's was started. I went from an employee to a business owner, which is a massive change, I think. And you go Absolutely. from how the hell am I going to, how am I going to promote this business? And networking is one of those things. So I did fall into it a little bit. However... I went from going, I'm an employee who can, you know, sign up, walk out the door and not really think about the business to a business owner. All of a sudden, I was having to go, how the hell do I promote the firm, promote my message, do the elevator pitch? And networking really helped with honing those skills and being able to market myself as well as market uh, my business. So that was sort of my journey. So I guess it, it does form part of your marketing strategy or it should form part of your marketing strategy to promote your, your business because it can create multiple things for you. So, Stuart, networking is obviously just one part of um, our overall marketing strategy, but I wonder if you can let us know if it's sort of a cornerstone for your marketing strategy. We often find that, you know, there's the collateral, there's the referrals, there's also advertising, word of mouth, all of that sort of stuff um, is how we all get business. But is the networking side of that for you quite central to your overall marketing strategy? Uh to answer that, I, I would say yes. And and I, I the reason why I do say yes, and I can say yes, is because I do love my stats. So I did have a look at this because I am an accountant and I love looking at things Absolutely. like that and love numbers. Uh, but I looked at this and 40% of my client base that I look after has come from referrals or business networking. Um, so that that's, that's that. That's the hard data. But I guess the reason why it has become such a central part of mine is because I'm in the relationship game. Yes, I do tax returns, but the reason why, uh, I guess the aim for me is to be in a relationship with my, my clients, my business clients, and being front of mind, mm. being out and about, talking to other business owners about what's going on. You can't do that sitting behind the desk. You need to be sort of out there mm. talking to other people, and that's what networking plays. Mm. I also find with networking um, in that respect, the more you're out and talking with people, the more you actually understand and are provided with problems or issues that are happening out and about, which you can then relay to other people that you're out and about talking with, which again gives you more credibility that you're understanding what's going on in the marketplace. So it's almost like this little cycle that I think sort of helps breed itself to make it more successful. Yeah, and again, you won't get that from sitting behind the desk um, pumping out the widgets or pumping out the tax returns. The other benefit as well, combined with that, is 
you may have a problem that you think is individual to your own business and mm. you don't know how to solve it getting out there and talking to other businesses and talking about your own problems too you can find a solution mm. or realize hang on it's not just me it's joe blogs down the road as well exactly and that sort of brings me to another point people might think that um it was a bit of a wasted opportunity me getting you on with all of your business and accounting background to talk about networking we, we may very well have you on again to talk about some of the more you know technical accounting side of things but for mine um and you know when you and i have discussed this previously it's it's quite obvious it doesn't matter what sort of small business you're in whether it's an accountant or you know whether you're a plumber or what have you everybody's in small business and every small yep. business needs to sort of look at their marketing and in particular their networking in order to grow that business is that right yeah yeah I, I agree with that I, I guess it really depends on where you want to go in your business and we do talk about this with our clients is if you want to grow, you need to work out how you're going to grow and having a strategy behind that. Uh, and that strategy could be, you know, Google AdWords and that's it. But it also could be uh, business networking, which is less costly than Google AdWords, to be honest. It is a bit more fun. You get invited to golf days and long lunches and so forth. <laughs> so that's a bit of fun too. But And it certainly works if you put the effort in there and you have a strategy around it. Just don't turn up for the free lunches and the free drinks and whatnot. <laughs> no, absolutely. So when we're talking about that strategy, do you have a set networking strategy? Uh, yes, yes. Again, I do have a strategy and it really depends on the event that I go to. You sort of need to be sort of clear on what you're after and uh, an understanding of where your referrals do come from. For example, we re receive referrals from commercial lawyers, um, mortgage brokers, uh, family lawyers. So mm -hmm. if there are people like that in the in the room, then they're the people that I'm interested in connecting with. So being aware of that, so going, okay, where do I get my referrals from? And then targeting in there, again, rather than just trying to throw your business cards out as, as many people as possible. And then also understanding your target market. And being able to communicate that target market, I think, is pretty important rather than going, I deal with anyone from any business. That's how the hell is anyone meant to refer to you if, if, you, if mm. you can't be super clear, super crystal clear who your target market is. So that's what mm. I do going in. And then having some clear questions because sometimes you can be stuck on what you want to actually say or who you're talking to. Having some core mm. questions that are sitting in your back pocket ready to go um, is often nice and handy. Yeah, absolutely. And also a few that you almost get sort of rapport with. I always found when I was in Melbourne understanding who was playing in the footy that weekend was a good start. Yeah, yeah that, that, that works quite well, <laughs> or the, the latest uh, coffee trick that's down here. <laughs> yes, that's right, absolutely. So... We see you across your socials that you're quite consistent with your networking. Um, have you built that over time? We've talked before about how you've had to sort of have that cycle of, you know, understanding that you're now in small business and you need to grow that business in order to, you know, basically be able to, to be the best that you can in business. But let's um, talk about over time. What are some of the things that you've learnt about networking over time that you've now been able to bring into your sort of arsenal of, of networking tools? Uh, cool. Uh, that's a lot of, that's a big question and a loaded question. Uh, but It is, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I think over time, initially when I started networking, when I was that 
very green business owner, not really knowing what I would do, is that I would go do every single networking event that I could. Mm -hmm. I would probably ask, not be really clear on what I really wanted um, or who I wanted to meet and also take on board new clients that weren't really beneficial to me or ask for mm -hmm. anyone and everyone, which weren't really suiting Rubik's or suiting me. Um, and also I was trying to probably trying to be that typical account, really, <laughs> I was going to say really professional, but well, I'm very professional, but uh, in a different way. You are very way. professional. But, you know, it's trying to be as serious as I possibly can. Uh, where that's not quite me, um, mm -hmm. where I do like to have crack a few jokes here and there. Um, mm. So that's probably where I was at the start. And then I realised later, hang on, I'm not really being myself. Um, it's a lot easier being yourself than someone else that you're trying to be. So going in there and, and asking the questions that you're actually interested in, um, mm. uh, we're trying to ask for referrals that you're actually interested in dealing with that will suit mm -hmm. your business and being clear about that. So you yeah. do sort of get some skills um, that are needed, I think need to be learned as well, um, pretty quickly from going out there and actually practicing. If you're doing networking yeah. once a year, um, it's not going to help you. you. You need to be consistently out there, again, promoting your firm, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that authenticity piece is really vital. I think people you were talking before about going to, you know, any networking function and throwing around the business cards. And I think, you know, that sort of lack of authenticity can sometimes, uh, you know, be a downfall. I think there's a lot of people who if they can't sort of connect with you, um, and not, you don't have to have sort of, you know, a full on connection straight away. But if, if they're picking up that something's not quite right, or you're not quite being yourself, I think that can sometimes sabotage um, the process as well. And as business owners, I don't know about you, but I must admit I find it a lot more, um, a lot easier these days sort of being quite authentic and vulnerable knowing that, well, it's, it's you know, I'm a part owner of the business. I'm representing me as, as that sort of, you know, partner in the business um, and not worrying too much about, you know, when you're in a, a bigger firm or when you're sort of working with and for someone else, is me being authentic really going to be what everybody else wants to see? And I think, you know, that really helps once you understand that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I went through that journey as well. Um, that was probably a business journey and matched with networking and, and sort of helped me get through that via networking. But yeah, mm -hmm. that was certainly a journey I had to be, I had to go through. Absolutely. Um, now you talk about consistency with networking. Do yep. you have a plan of what you sort of attend every week, month, quarter or anything like that? You know, going to things that you're invited to. But are there things that you purposefully seek out? So I guess what I'm saying is, um, how do you plan what networking you're going to do? Yep. So I guess, how will I break that out? So I, I am a member of a few networking groups and that mm -hmm. does provide me um, the consistency because they are scheduled in my diary. Um, so that's sort of, that's, that's one point. So Without those networking groups, and I recommend if you're a business owner looking to grow, to join a networking group that is close to you and, and attend that because that will give you consistency. Uh, being front of mind is really important and the consistency gives you front of mind. Mm -hmm. The events that I, so in addition to those networking groups that I do belong to, some of the events that I don't really like going to is the really big, massive rooms where you might just be sitting on a table of 10 filled with mm. a thousand other people in there. I don't like mm. going to them because it really depending on who you're sitting next to, and that might be the only person you're meeting. 
Um, so I do like the smaller uh, lunchtime uh, sessions with maybe 10 people in the room because it's easier to build rapport. Uh, it's easier to build a relationship quicker mm. than uh, handing out a business card in an event for the thousand people. So that that's sort of what I look for. And also uh, uh, catching up one-on-one with people in the sphere that of, of influence that I think my business can sort of attach to, and that's the mortgage brokers and mm -hmm. the commercial lawyers, et cetera, et cetera, which we touched on a bit earlier. So it's not just mm, turning yeah. up to a massive event. It's actually targeting the people that you think can benefit your clients as well mm. as your business. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, what I'm hearing you say as well, and, and one of the things that I sort of try, I try very hard to, to keep to is it's about, I think, an ongoing cycle. So for mine is you yeah. turn up to a, a bigger event, you meet some people, you you sort of, you know, might know, think or understand that they're part of your target or they may not be. You exchange some contact details and then after that actually sitting down and saying, okay, you know, you're talking about your target market and who you wanted to work with, going through that and saying, well, who do I actually think might be a value, valued add to my network and then try for those one-on-ones or, you know, those sorts of catch-ups through there. And yeah. it's, it's, I think, yeah. people thinking they're going to go in room of a thousand um, and are going to come away with heaps of business, I think are often sorely disappointed and they're the ones that think that networking doesn't work. Um, yeah. However, I think when you have a bit of a strategy or a flow chart as to how you can then build relationships with the people that you do meet, that's probably where it's a little bit more valuable. Yeah. That's a good point you had there is the, the art of the follow-up. So if you do meet someone mm. in a, a thing, an event, the way where, where the the where the value is is actually following them up. The amount of business yeah. I've won just from purely following up is amazing, um, and also the the made amount of people I've met just from following up or build rapport from just from following up. It's a it's a an easy thing to do, um, but it's an easy thing to miss. Mm, absolutely, and I think there's a lot of um, tools that you can use as well. You know, depending on yeah. what your CRM looks like. Um, you know, we I use Boomerang as well that attaches to my oh. emails and that helps in terms of following things up if you haven't heard from things or also being able to schedule things in the diary because that's sometimes a hard one as well. You know, you throw out three and I know you're, <laughs> I'm terrible with this, especially when we try to meet, you throw out sort of three or four um, dates and times and then by the time someone comes back, those, those have been taken and you need to move on. But having tools like, I know we both use Calendly, Boomerang also helps to actually schedule specific times into emails. I think anything that you can use from a tech side that helps, you know, um, makes it easier for both you and the person that you're wanting to meet, um, it's only ever got to be a good thing. Yeah, and we don't actually use a, yeah, good points, but we don't actually use a CRM of any sort of description for us. But mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of uh, business owners out there in their networking journey do use a CRM. So if it's mm -hmm. applicable for your business, it's it's not a bad thing to sort of adopt. And there's plenty mm. of tools out there for it as well. Mm. So if you don't use a CRM, how do you keep track of your network? Uh, I, I guess we do have a, a document management system uh, that we have specific mm. for the accounting firm, but it's not the typical CRM software that you, you expect mm. to see that you're trying to. So that's sort of how we, and also accounting is very date driven or can be very date driven. Mm -hmm. So that sort yeah. of forces us, not forces us, it's probably not a good word, but it enables us to, 
Yes, exactly. Catalyst to contact our clients and the people in their networks. No, that's excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, we might just take a break there for a minute. And when we come back, um, I'd like to have a bit of a chat about any nightmare stories you've had and your top tips for networking. SMB Wisdom is proudly sponsored by SMB Advisory. SMB Advisory is a specialist firm of chartered accountants dedicated to providing specialist insolvency services to financiers, advisors, directors and individuals. The team at SMB Advisory are a safe set of hands to talk through your options when things get tough or when you find yourself in a tricky business situation and you're not sure what's next. Call the team on 1800 762 238 or send a message through the website www.smbadvisory.com.au to talk through the next steps in your business journey. All right, and we're back with Stuart Coulthard from Rubik's Business Accountants with us. We're talking all things networking. Now, Stuart, I know you're a bit of a legend when it comes to networking, but have you had any nightmare stories? I have had plenty of nightmare stories. <laughs> um, when you turn up to as many events, or once you start going to heaps of events, they're going. some of them aren't going to be roses and uh, nice little beers and stuff, but some of them have been. And I think when I'm thinking about back to the ones that I have, they all sort of revolve around when I haven't slept very well the night before. Oh. Occasionally, you know, you realise, okay, I've got a, a 6.30 networking event, I've got to wake up at 5.30, whatever it is, and you have trouble to sleep. So one of the, the events that I had was actually with you. So um, we had a networking thing down in Docklands. It was a breakfast, so it started late. Oh, so right. it started very early. And I barely slept that night just because I was just freaking out about what time it was. So I was a big zombie going into that event. And then one of my heroes in football was actually there, and I was just such a zombie that I couldn't barely talk to him. And I took a photo with him, and all I said to him was, how are you? <laughs> That's all I was able to sort of manage to say to him. Not, hi, my name is Stuart, where I'm from, or anything like that. It was just something stupid like that. But another one uh, that I've had was I had to do a presentation and it was a big presentation about the firm. Again, lack of sleep because I was stressed out about it. And the performance of it was fine, but the energy wasn't quite there the way it was uh, wanted to be. And again, it was a networking event. I had to do a presentation. But I think if you get some sleep, your networking is going to improve, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Sleep is one of those things that I agree. And so much networking is done first thing in the morning. I think sometimes yeah. when you try and back back up, that's a hard one where you've got a Thursday night function for one reason or another and then have Friday morning breakfast. I think both of them, you, you don't operate at your, your best when you're yes. trying to do too much. You don't so drink I guess so much sleep events as well. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good one. Um, so sleep is a big one, but what about any other tips that you might have for people who are looking to expand into getting more networking done? Yeah, I'm a big believer of just putting in action items. So I love the big fairy, um, fluffy sort of a, um, goals and stuff, but actually putting in practice what you actually want to do. And what that means is being consistent with your uh, networking. Because mm. I think it's really, if you want to grow and you think networking does fit into your growth strategy, going out there and giving it a go rather than just attending one event and going, doesn't work for me. Mm. So being consistent and then giving it a go and giving it a go for a decent amount of time. There's mm. a lot of stats out there that does take, you know, six to 12 months 
uh, to actually get some sort of results from networking. So get out there and actually do as opposed to plan to do. It's probably one of the, the advices around networking and conquering mm. that fear. It is outside your co- comfort zone networking, going into a massive room where you know one. No one enjoys that. If you enjoy that, you're a freak, but no one enjoys that. But getting out there and getting outside your comfort zone will improve you as a person as well as uh, your business, if that's what you want, want to do. Yeah. And networking does help that because there's so many benefits of actually doing it for you as a person as well as for your business because you're out there, you're front, you all of a sudden become front of mind for people. Because I think that I, they're I guess, great tips. Yeah, I, I guess there's other benefits from networking, just thinking of the top of my head that I haven't sort of touched on. It's not just the business stuff, but it's actually the personal development stuff that you can actually get from it. Because, you know, again, I go back to the time I was a, I was an accountant just punching stuff on my desk, but all of a sudden I was public speaking. No one likes uh, public speaking. Apparently it's worse than taxes. But all of a sudden right, um, right. <laughs> I, was, I was doing public speaking on a weekly basis. So it's improving my skills. I was building a business community around myself building a business uh, network around myself. I actually got a lot of friendships out of networking as well. And mm-hmm. also there's a lot of education that you can sort of get from that. You're, you're hearing what other businesses are doing to sort of, uh, so you're, you're picking little bits and pieces what other businesses are doing in their business to improve your own business or working out whatever advice they can give. So there's a lot of benefits from networking. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're right. It, it is a muscle, I think. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it can be hard to start, but the more you do it and the more that you're sort of used to do it, the less daunting it can sometimes be. Although it is still daunting. I still don't like walking into a full room when I don't know, you know, many people there at all. Um, and I, yeah. I agree with you. I don't think many people can say that they do um, thoroughly enjoy that experience. But the more that you do do that, but also it, it's the morrows, but also the more you're going to know people in the room. So it is going to be more comfortable, you know, the more that, that things happen. Um, and I, I can't agree with you in terms of that bringing, um, I don't know, bringing tips and tricks or bringing um, insight from other people's businesses into your own. Because often what happens is, find anyway, sometimes the only time you get that is when you either have new staff um, that come from somewhere else and you learn how somewhere else is operating or you know back in those days when we were employees when you went somewhere else you learned how something else was happening and especially in you know today's environment and we won't you know go into too much today although I'm sure we both you know with staffing the way it is the last thing you want is to only have new ideas come you know once you have staff leave or you know that sort of thing so understanding how other people operate you know is a great way it's it's the key to survival yeah. I think yeah, yeah, agree, agree, and it's probably a benefit Excellent. that you don't think about. No, I, I think that's right. You sort of, and you have something to talk about in different ways. How different people use different things, and I totally agree. So, finally, what's the best piece of business wisdom, Stuart, that anyone's ever given you? So, I've probably already touched on this, Alice, but um, it's actually being yourself, or rather than being what other people or you think other people want you to be and I did find that very much being the, an accountant I thought I had to be straight down the narrow I am that anyway but I had to be very much uh the by the book person <laughs> sorry I am by the book person as well but um <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had to be other uh, different but being your actual you were self in the was box. a lot easier 
Yeah. yeah have it, you, yeah. you thought that you had to be the cookie cutter type arrangement and be like other people and do all of those things, which you still do, as in, you know, being straight up and down. And I can attest that you are um, and absolutely by the book, but you did it in a way that I think, in, please forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but in a way that you thought other people were doing it. So you must do it the same way. And you yeah, found your yeah. way to do that. And, and from what I've seen anyway, um, it's an, you're doing an amazing job at it. And probably the other thing is asking for help or seeking out advice. I'm not saying that just because I'm an accountant, or you're on the line as well. But uh, it's business, owning a business can be very lonely. You can feel like you're the only person going through the problem. So seeking out whether who, whoever that is, whether it's a friend's family members, your accountant, it, it's fine. But seeking advice, asking questions uh, will improve yourself your well-being and your business no i think that's really good really good advice Stuart. thank you very much for your time today your insights have been very valuable and i think there's something in there for all small business owners before we go can you please let us know where we can find you if listeners want some further information or want to connect with you or wanting some of that um, advice that we've just been talking about yeah, so often the best place to get me is on LinkedIn. So Stuart Colthard, we've got uh, a LinkedIn page for Rubik's there as well. So Rubik's Business Accountants. And we also put out some uh, practical videos on YouTube as well. So if you search up Rubik's Business Accountants, you'll be able to find us on there. That's the accounting side, but on the, uh, the running or the Sunday run day or the social stuff, I'm on Big Stewowski at Instagram if you want to follow that. Love it. <laughs> I love it. And it's worthwhile following. Absolutely. All right. We'll have Stuart's full bio and details of how to contact him in the notes and also on our webpage. Um, thank you again to everyone who's listened in today. Please don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of the fabulous episodes we have coming up. Uh, please also give us a rating so that others can find out about us too. Um, thank you again, Stuart. That was a fabulous episode. We really appreciate having you on and hopefully we can have you back um, to talk about other really interesting topics sometime soon. Please join us again for our next episode of SMB Wisdom. And in the meantime, be wise in business. Thank you. Thanks for having me.